0: If you have your Bible, go with me to Jonah chapter 1, Jonah chapter 1. I also want to welcome everyone who's joining us online this morning. We've discovered that before people ever step foot in the house, they're watching us online. So, hey, Disco fam, can we welcome those who are joining us online this morning? So Jonah chapter 1, Jonah chapter 1, it says this, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarsus. headed for Tarsus. This morning, if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, That's Not My Father, or if you're into a little more risque title, That's Not My Daddy. That's not my daddy. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our church. God, we thank you uh, for those that are being baptized uh this morning or later today. God, we just thank you for the for the commitment that they're making to, to the relationship with you, God. We just thank you for that. God, we thank you uh, and we pray for, for Chris and her family, God. We pray for those friends of hers, Lord, that who's missing a loved one, but we are so encouraged that she's that we'll see her one day again in heaven, God. And so we just thank you for that, God. We pray for peace. Holy Spirit, right now, we acknowledge you as our guest of honor. We say, uh, do what only you can do in this time together. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can uh, change the world around us. And so we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone, say Amen. Amen. So my wife and I, we have three kids. Uh, but when we first had our firstborn, we had this, we had, we made this decision as parents. We said, we are not going to allow our kid to hang out with other kids that have older siblings. Okay. We, we, cause we know, we know kids with older, older siblings, they just know more than what they should big brother big sister they're always like telling things so like your firstborn goes to kindergarten they're just learning the colors and they're just like oh this is blue purple right you got someone who has older siblings they're coming along and they're like so what's your thoughts on drugs you know like it's just it's a different thing <laughs> it's a different thing and so my wife and i we said you we're, our kids are not Hanging out with kids who have older siblings. Well, God has a sense of humor. We now have a five-year-old, everybody. And our five-year-old has a 12-year-old brother and a 10-year-old sister. And he absorbs everything like a sponge. And so my five-year-old is now that kid that I'm like, don't hang out with him, you know? Uh, (laughs) But, but the other day, I tell you this, I tell you this because it's so funny. The other day, my, my five-year-old, the one that, that learns a verbiage from his older siblings, he comes up to me, he just, he struts over to me, and he's like, sup, bruh? I was like, what? He said, sup, bruh? I said, hold on, time out. I said, first off, I am not a piece of undergarment, okay? I am not a brah, Okay? secondly i said i said listen if you are going to place a title over my life you can call me dad you can call me daddy you can call me father i won't even allow you to call me pops but i am not going to be called brah <laughs> and he was like he smiled and then he ran off and and uh, i smiled because i was like that's so cute but don't do it again and um and then so, so the reason why I'm telling you this is because I, in this moment, I was trying to teach my son that there are certain roles and there are certain people in our life where title that you place on them matters. Because title sets the precedence of what you can expect. See, if my son came to me and he called me bra, as in brother or bro guess what his bro doesn't pay his rent his bro doesn't feed him his bro does not love him the way that I love him and so the title that he places over me as bro bra like it doesn't set the expectations of fully what he can experience if he if he puts that title of father dad over my life are you with me so far And so the reason why I share that is because I think it is so fascinating that out of all the titles that that Jesus could have given to God, the title that he said that he gave God more than any other time, in fact, over 150 times in the New Testament, is Father. Think about that. He could have called God, he could have given God any title he wanted to. He could have been like God the creator, God the judge, God the king. But he chose to say God the father. Out of all the titles, he called him father. In fact, what I find interesting is that not only did Jesus exemplify how to view God and how to approach God, but he also says something very interesting. Interesting, in Matthew chapter six. Let's read it, Matthew chapter six. He writes, he says this. He says, do not, he's talking to his followers. He said, do not be like them. So don't don't be like, like those religious people who are standing on the corner and they're praying super loud so everybody can hear them. He said, don't be those people. But instead, he says this. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray, our Father. So what what I want you to see in Matthew chapter six is God, or excuse me, is Jesus. he, He sets the precedence of how to view God, but not just how to view God, but also how to approach God. He said, view God as Your father, your heavenly father. And then when you pray to him, pray to him, approach him as our father. And he could have taught any other title that he wanted to. He could have said, when you pray, pray like this, our creator who art in heaven. He could have said, our king, when you pray, pray like this, our king who art in heaven. But he chose the title of father that when he's teaching us, he said, pray like this, our father. So Jesus, in this moment, he is setting the stage of how you and I are to approach him. We're to approach him as God, the father. Now, for some of you in here, you're like, wait, what? You want me to call God father? What is happening here? You know? And so I want to explain how this happens. Okay, and so in Galatians chapter six, the apostle Paul explains how this idea of us saying God the Father comes to pass. And I wanna explain it to you because I don't want you to to just be weirded out of like, what what is he talking about? So Galatians chapter six, here it is. Or excuse me, Galatians chapter four. I did that last worship experience too. I said the wrong chapter. Thank you, Josh, for having it though. Galatians chapter four. But when the set time had fully come, watch this. God sent his son, born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons and daughters. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also his heir. So let me, let me uh, wrap this up of what he's saying. The Apostle Paul, he's writing uh, in in Galatians chapter 4. He's saying the moment that you say, Jesus, I receive what you did for me on the cross. At that moment, Paul says his spirit dwells in our heart. And it's his spirit, the Holy Spirit, who who urges us to cry out, Abba, Father. That this idea like we are now, uh, because we are now adopted into the family of God, we are now able to come and cry out, Abba, Father, God, Father, God. And so, so he's explaining how this, how this transformation of how I don't have to view God as just God the creator or God the king, but I can now see him as God the Father is when I step into sonship with who God is and I accept my role as, 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 as a son or a daughter of God. And now all of a sudden, God becomes my heavenly father. Friends, that is great news. That is great news that that God, the creator of the universe, doesn't want to have such a distant relationship with you, an an impersonal relationship with you, but he, he desires you to have a relationship with him that is so intimate that he said, I want to be your father. And as great as this news is, here's what I've discovered, is that there are some people in this room, some people who are joining us online, where the F word is a bit triggering for you. That word father is a bit triggering for you, because perhaps you growing up, man, you you just didn't have the the best example of what a father was. Maybe some of you, you had an example of a father, but as someone pointed out to me earlier, maybe your father passed away too early. And, and, and so now all of a sudden, like rather than viewing uh, like this, this idea of how you view your earthly father, it's you view it through pain. And so like when I say father, you're triggered because you're like, you think of how, how your earthly dad may have, been, um, may have not been present. Or you think of, of someone who was angry or someone who was distant or someone who loved you conditionally. And, and, and this may not make a, a, be a big deal except what I've realized is that a lot of the times how you view your earthly father will eventually be how you view God the Father. It hey got super quiet, Janice. Very quiet. I'll say that again. How you view your earthly father, if we're not careful, will be mirrored to how we view God the Father. Now, now, some of you right now, you're thinking, John, that's, that's false. That's not true. Because I love God. And, and my dad, my father, my earthly father, he, he was like not present, but I still love God. Well, let me ask you something. How do you view God not when things are good, but when things are bad? Because that's when it pops up. That's when it shows up. It's not, so, it's not all of a sudden like when, when things are good and you're like, God, God, Father, I love you. Oh my gosh, you're the best. Yeah. But what is your response to God the Father when all hell breaks loose? What is your response to God the Father when that person that you love walks out of your life? What, what is that response to God the Father when that person that you love uh, goes on? What does it look like when, when all of a sudden the finances that you had like, aren't there anymore? How do you view God the Father? Because I promise you, that's when all of a sudden how you viewed your earthly father. Like, oh, you would do that now, God, huh? When I need you, Sure. Like God, I'm like you mess up, God. I'm so sorry, but you probably you're so mad at me now. Like I can't even. God, I didn't I didn't mean to do this. I didn't mean to do that. But you're probably so angry at me. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. And how you how you mirror earthly father can affect how you see heavenly father. And so my goal this morning is that no matter how you view, no, like no matter what that looks like, my, my heart is that, that God would, excuse me, my voice is going through puberty right before your eyes, everybody. <laughs> Woo. I don't know if I could blame my dad for that. <clears throat> Give me a real voice, dad. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just having fun, but I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so so we're mirroring <clears throat> we're mirroring God the Father. This is crazy, Jay. We're we're we mirror God the Father to what we've experienced with our paternal dad, our paternal father. And some of you in your you may have had a perfect dad. But probably more than likely, most of us in here, like we we have like this, it's not the best relationship. And so my goal this morning is that we would begin to see who God the Father is and that we would... Cut the tie between earthly father and heavenly father so that when you think of God the father, you can think of him as as, as who he really is, not based off of experiences, but off of what he says. Because no matter how good your earthly dad was, God the father supersedes that. No matter how crappy your earthly dad was, God supersedes that. And everything in between from good to bad, God the Father supersedes that. And he wants you to see the beauty of who he is. Because I promise you, if you can see it in this light, in the light of who he is, It'll change your relationship with Jesus, and so I'm going to have the band come up, and then I still have a little bit left to say. <clears throat> but uh, God the Father, we're setting this. We're setting the foundation this morning of who God the Father is, and so. I want us to go back to the story of Jonah. You probably thought I forgot, huh? (laughs) Going back to the story of Jonah. And in this story of of, of Jonah, it's uh, Jonah, what we read at the very beginning, Jonah chapter one in verse three, God tells Jonah, he's like, Jonah, that city of Nineveh, they're wicked people. And uh, God's like, I... I'm going to judge them, Jonah. And I want you to go to that city and I want you to let them know, behold, I'm going to judge them. Turn or burn, baby. Turn or burn. Come on, how many of you grew up in that type of church? Turn or burn. And, uh, and Jonah. And, and so, 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 so God is telling this to Jonah. And I want to pause because I, I wonder this morning, how many of us, if we're honest that is our view of God I'm gonna get you if you mess up if you slip up once ooh, I'm gonna snap my fingers and poof. like how, how many of us like we don't our first title that we see God the father or excuse me see the first title that we we, we see God as is God the judge And, and so, 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 so Jonah, God tells Jonah, I'm going to, I'm going to judge this city. And Jonah, <laughs> Jonah runs away. Jonah's like, peace. And, uh, and, and to, to go on, I wonder how many of us, because we viewed God as that way, we also are like, peace. I, I'll, I'll come to church once every five weeks, but that's about it. Because you crazy, God. I don't I don't want you to read my mail, god, cuz I don't want you to I don't want you to like see who I really am. Cuz if you see who I really am, I know you're going to leave cuz that's what my dad did, he left. Or if I know if you, if you know who I really am, like you you're just going to scold me. You're just going to you're going to yell, yell at me. You're going to be angry at me cuz that's that's what my dad did. And whatever whatever context you're just going to leave me cuz my dad and so the story of Jonah. Jonah's like, peace, you're too crazy. I'm going. And so he runs. And if you don't know this story, here, here, here's what happens. Jonah he he he, he takes uh, a trip on a ship from, and he heads over to Tarshish. And on his way to Tarshish, there's this wicked storm, this crazy storm that that starts to happen. And uh, the the crew, the crew, they're like. What are we gonna do? Jonah, he's like, hey guys, I think this is because of me. If you just, and they threw him out, you know, like, (laughs) I didn't even get to finish what I (laughs) said. They threw him over, okay? And so he's like, in the water, God orchestrates this fish to come and, 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 and swallow Jonah, okay? And what we read in Jonah chapter three is a, is this entire prayer that Jonah has. Jonah prays for the entirety of chapter three. He he he's praying this 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 God, would you have mercy on me? God, would you forgive me? God, I'm so sorry. God, God, ch- help me. And if you if you read chapter three, Jonah's prayer s- seems less like he's praying to God the judge, but more like God the Father. God, I need your help. I'm so sorry that I didn't listen and I ran away. Would you just would you just help me? And the story goes on. And and this fish he spits out Jonah whoop, right onto the, the, the sand. And, and Jonah's like, okay, I'm gonna go to Nineveh. And I'm gonna tell these people what you told me. So he goes, he goes to, to Nineveh and he's like, hey, brah! <laughs> he said, he didn't say that. He said, um, he said, God is gonna judge you. Which is true. God's a judge too. But first he's God, the Father. And so Jonah, Jonah's like, Jonah said, God's gonna judge you. Now's your chance to turn away from your wickedness. And I just imagine this city, like they're hearing this, this, this crazy guy coming before him and saying this. And I just picture in my head, like, one by one, people of Nineveh, are like okay, I'll, I'll turn away. And one by one, and what we read in the text is that the city of Nineveh, they turned from their wicked ways. And they, and they, and they repented of their ways. And what's phenomenal is that in this moment, God spared that city. And you would think this is a joyous time. You would think everybody, you would think Jonah's like, whoa, God, right on. You are so, that's amazing, God, you spared them. But what I want to read to you in Jonah chapter four is Jonah's response to God when God spared Nineveh. Check this out, Jonah chapter four says this, but to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. And he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That, that is what I tried to for, forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. So Jonah, he, he, he's like, he's frustrated at God. He's like, God, I knew it. This is why I didn't. See, when I was younger, I always thought Jonah ran because he was afraid. Jonah didn't run away because he was afraid for the people. Jonah ran away because he knew God's heart for the people and so so Jonah's like why are you doing this this is a whole reason why I didn't want to leave my couch because I knew God that you were not going to fulfill what you. you, I knew you were gonna be gracious and watch this watch this he says I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. So Jonah's like, God, I knew that I I didn't want to go and do this, because I knew you were gracious. I knew you were compassionate. I knew you were slow to anger. I knew you were abounding in love. And look at you now, why did you do this? And Jonah is upset everybody Jonah is living but what we see in this moment and what I want you to see in this moment is the attributes of God the Father see someone in this room this morning needs to understand that despite earthly death Heavenly Father he's gracious He's compassionate he's slow to anger he's abounding in love come on some of you that you may, you may not even have met your earthly daddy God the Father he's gracious he's compassionate he is slow to anger he's abounding in love I'm gonna say it one more time because I feel like someone needs that in their spirit. Because like, for the longest you said, God, you're a judge, you're a creator, but I can't see you as God the Father. But I need you to know this morning, He is gracious, He is compassionate, He is slow to anger, He's abounding abounding in love. Now don't, don't get me wrong, God's king, He's creator, He's judge, He's all those things. Please don't get it twisted, but above all of that, He is God the Father the God who loves me that supersedes any earthly dad that I may have experienced that you have experienced he supersedes anything that you may have seen anything that you didn't see anything that you have experienced anything you didn't experience he supersedes that because he is gracious he is compassionate he is slow to anger he is abounding in love and he loves you as his earth as your heavenly father He loves you he loves you God the Father loves you and so today today is the day to cut that tie between how you see God based off of what you experienced growing up today's the day Holy Spirit's like I just want to clip that I don't want you to hold on to that anymore because I want you to grow. There's more that I have for you that I can't get to you if you keep viewing me that way. And so this morning, we're laying that foundation. God wants to deal with your daddy issues this morning. Amen? And so here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do, because I'm done. We're gonna have two opportunities for prayer this morning. The first one is this: If you're here this morning, and uh, man, you just have a hurt because of your earthly father. Maybe it's something he said. Maybe it's something he did. Maybe he passed away before, before like before you were old. Maybe, maybe he just walked out. Maybe he was never even there. And like you, you're holding this bitterness in your heart, this anger in your heart. This morning, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal you. I believe this morning the Holy Spirit, He he wants to do a work in your heart. And then the second thing is, if you're here this morning, and you've never made Jesus the Lord, the boss of your life. If if you've never said Jesus, I, I, I believe, right? Galatians 4, we read that. God, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. Holy Spirit, would you just, I receive you in my heart that your spirit, so I can cry, Abba, Father,